Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sports Night on the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Network. I'm Chris Yao, along with my esteemed colleague, Maurice Patton, and today we're joined by Gulf South Conference Commissioner Matt Wilson. Um, thank you guys, like I said, for joining us. This is our third or third four yeah this is our third. third podcast so we're really excited about things that are coming on if you guys saw our, our latest branding uh change we have um we have gone to the southern middle tennessee sports website that's sm-tnsports.com so make sure that you are uh, following our blog there you can subscribe for free to get the latest news and uh, updates they're straight to your inbox. So that's always really cool. Maurice, welcome in. Um, I'll let you introduce our guest here. All right. Well, um, you know, it's not every day that we get to talk to the commissioner of a um, collegiate conference, and we wouldn't do it every day. But Matt is not just the commissioner of the Gulf South Conference, which is an um, NCAA Division II conference in the southeastern United States, but he is also a proud graduate of Columbia Central High School. And that's um, as much why we brought him in today as anything. Matt, when did you graduate? 94. 94, okay, okay. Um, just a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Some days it feels that way. I hear you. Um, but seriously, you know, the, a couple of things that I wanted to ask you, nobody grows up saying, I want to be a commissioner when I grow up. How did that work out for you? You know, uh, it's been a it's been a neat path to follow. And uh, if you guys indulge me a minute, I'll take you on that little trip there. And uh, you know, for me, I can see God's hand in a lot of things for me. And this is another one of those things. And when I was at Belmont, Belmont was transitioning from NAI to Division One, which is a thing you can't do anymore. But they undertook it at the time. Worked out pretty good for them. Uh, and uh, at that time, they were looking for help in their athletic department. I was a senior. I was looking to make some uh, student worker money. And so I got signed on there. And uh, they had some staff turnover. And my time at Columbia Central, I was on the newspaper staff and had written most of my life some things. So I jumped in and helped with their sports information department writing. And their athletic director, Mike Strickland, offered me a job right, at, right there. Uh, and I got to work for Eric Jones, who was a real mentor for me. And uh, that group took great care of me for six years. And over that time, I just grew into some more responsibilities. And eventually a position at the Atlantic Sun Conference came open, running their championships and doing communications, which were right in my wheelhouse. Uh, I was ready for something different and uh, took that opportunity, moved to Macon, Georgia, and just found that the conference pace, the conference life, and the decisions you have to make in that kind of work really suited me. It was uh, really matched my strengths very well. And I uh, fell in love with doing conference conference work and uh, luckily down the road an opportunity to become a commissioner uh, at my own league came up and uh, was able to take hold of it but yeah it's all started back to when they were looking for a little bit of help at Belmont my senior year to help them run their athletic program. You know we talked a couple weeks ago to Ryan Callahan who covers the um, University of Tennessee for 24-7 sports he's a 2003 Spring Hill graduate and he mentioned doing some work for um some writing from Marion Wilhoyt in the Daily Herald. And, and, you know, it seems like just about anybody that comes out of that area that's any way involved in sports 
had a brush up with Marion at some time or another, and you talk about writing when you were at Central, um, I, I imagine that you um, had a few touch points with him as well. Sure, he, he's a legend, and uh, you know he, he wanted other people to succeed, which I know you all know that, and that's a that's a really neat thing. And he loved the community, and uh, those are really really neat things. And you know he he quite the impression he left on a lot of people, a lot of careers he helped get launched and helped uh, steward along the way. So he's a real treasure for Columbia and Murray County. You mentioned Matthew that um, you enjoy the conference pace. And I've talked to other people across um, collegiate athletics, and it is a different pace as opposed to being on a campus. And I've heard people say, you know, I like the campus atmosphere. You say you like the conference pace. Kind of take us through how that differs. Sure. No, that's a great question. So first, let me tell you what I think the biggest difference is in between them, and I'll really zero in on the conference, but the lack of day-to-day -day interaction with the student-athletes. That was the biggest change when I went from Belmont to the Atlantic Sun and in here, that um, that lack of interaction, you're missing something when you work in college athletics when you're not working with them every day. So we really try to take advantage of the opportunities we have when we have our student athlete advisory committee meetings or our championships to really engage our student athletes. But the conference perspective, the conference workflow feels a lot more like um, an eight to five in some regards, because uh, you know, we're not managing nearly as many events. It's not everyday events. It's not everyday uh, management of issues on campus. We have broader policy interpretation, and then we zero in on big events, our soccer championship, our basketball championship, our softball championship, whatever it is. So we're able to focus and then have real focused time of work on putting together events. Um, so that really suits me well. I like it where I am with my family and being able to have some commitments. We still have plenty of weekends and nights where we're answering phone calls and emails and texts. Uh, but it's nothing like what our colleagues do on campus. And uh, we're, you know, those administrators, those sports information, athletic trainers, facility folks that work all those events on campus, they're really unsung heroes in a lot of parts because those events wouldn't go off the way they did without them. But, you know, the big key for good conference work, in my opinion, is consensus building. And I feel like that sits in my wheelhouse really well, that uh, I can uh, listen, hear, communicate, uh, and try to bring people to a common goal and a common conclusion. So that consensus building is a real key as you climb the leadership in the conference office. You know, a couple of years ago, I was fortunate enough to be able to do some work for you in the Gulf South. And um, I think one of the things that the general public misses a lot of times in college athletics, so much of our society is kind of a D1 or bust kind of thing. But Again, as I work for you guys, I recognize the number of Division II athletes and specifically Gulf Coast, uh, Gulf South athletes that are making marks at the highest level. You guys had five or six guys in the NFL a couple of years ago. Um, this is um, really an, an undersung conference, I would say. It is. I agree with you. And thanks, Mo. And we were really fortunate to have you work with us there and be able to tell those stories through those feature stories we were writing. It was fantastic. And, um, you know, our league is really, really strong. Uh, when we talk about the Gulf South Conference, we talk about three things. We compete, we graduate, we impact. We've won 53 national championships. Uh, we have multiple players with professional and Olympic careers. Uh, it's just a fantastic um, competitive 
atmosphere when you look at our 13 member institutions. Uh, and then we graduate a lot of student athletes. That's the other thing. If we're not helping these student athletes get to graduation or wherever their educational goals want them to end, everybody's a little bit different on how they attack that, but we want them to be able to get to the end of their educational pursuits. Uh, we graduated over 650 student athletes from the Gulf South Conference last year alone among our 13 member institutions. That's great. That's a win for all of us. So we want to graduate those student athletes. And then we want to impact our communities today and tomorrow. We do a lot of community service. That's a real hallmark of Division II. We're typically in smaller communities, really plugged in with the local community and doing some community service. And then those student athletes are taking that with them when they go to their next, next phase of life, wherever that takes them geographically or work-wise. And we think that that's really fantastic. When you talk about recognition of the Gulf South, the two biggest names that stick out probably uh, – uh, Malcolm Butler, who had that amazing interception uh, for the New England Patriots uh, to win that Super Bowl, is uh, a Titan now, just went into our Hall of Fame. Uh, so we've got a lot of reasons to root for Malcolm. Uh, and then Tyreek Hill, who plays for the Kansas City Chiefs, who's arguably the fastest player in the NFL. So I uh, got to see both those guys play at West Alabama, and it's it was really neat. You guys have three institutions in Tennessee, Lee University over in Cleveland, Christian Brothers and Union over in Jackson. And actually, um, Columbia Central has a kid, Quay Kennedy, who just finished his sophomore year on the men's basketball team over at Lee. But I think there's a lot of programs that recruit up this way. Just lost North Alabama a couple of years ago. Just lost another football program here in the last couple of weeks to um, further add to the hecticness, I guess, in the conference office. Hectic's a nice word. A headache is the other. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, what I tell people is that here's, here's what you're going to know about the Gulf South Conference. We've been around since the early 1970s. There's never been a five-year period where we've had the same membership in the history of the league. Never. And that's okay. That's part of our DNA is being able to be nimble. And then we do things so well that we're attractive for other people to join us. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, it creates some challenges when you have those membership turnovers, but you look at the schools we've got, and they're fantastic schools. Uh, Lee men's basketball, you mentioned with Quay over there, they had a terrific year under Bubba Smith. Uh, we're poised to really do some special things before we had all our cancellations, uh, but we had you know, three, four men's and women's basketball teams waiting to play in regionals. They got the call and packed up and went home like all the rest of us, but uh, it's a good fertile ground for Southern Middle Tennessee, Alabama Huntsville. Uh, just across the border, fantastic school as well. And, um, you know, I think that, think that these schools re resonate uh, with folks in your, in your area. Chris is from Alabama, so he probably knows a little bit about that conference as well. Well, yeah, absolutely. I'm Jacksonville State here. So uh, Gulf South Conference, the only D2 conference to ever have uh, men's football, baseball, and basketball championship from the same school. Jacksonville State's the only D2 school to ever do that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool. Again, we're joined by the commissioner of the Gulf South Conference, Matt Wilson. And Matt, I, I just had a quick question about kind of what we're doing here and how that has changed the dynamic, the, the Zoom aspect of, uh, of college athletics and how it affects conferences and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish, because it seems like it, it can be, a, again, another headache for you. It, it is, but it's also a blessing. We've been using Zoom for a couple of years at the Gulf South. Um, so it's, uh, it was something we had transitioned from traditional conference calls to Zoom a couple of years ago. Uh, some people were 
hesitant. We had a lot of dial-ins on Zoom up until about three months ago, and now we see a lot more faces. But it has made it a challenge because, you know, in a room, it's sometimes a lot easier to get, get things done. So now we're trying to get things done uh, via this platform. But this platform's been fantastic because it's been able to help us communicate uh, very well. Not a ton of one-off calls. We're able to get everybody in the room. It's, 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 it's a terrific platform. and gives us the chance to do that. You all are call, Zoom call three of five today. And that's kind of what my, uh, my days have looked like for the last two or three months. And uh, that's okay. Uh, I put a little extra powder to try to keep the glare off, but I can tell it didn't work exactly <laughs> right today. So my wife would be disappointed that I didn't do that a little better today. But uh, no, it's, it's all good. It's fantastic. And uh, we're thankful that it gives you all an opportunity that we can communicate with you all in this way. Because, you know, what, five or six years ago, this wouldn't have existed. We might have had a pull quote or two, and, and that's about it on a, on a blog or a newspaper article. But now we're able to have this content, have a conversation, and, and people get to see the nuance of what you all are trying to help us communicate and what I'm communicating. Absolutely. You know, you, you talked about the history of the Gulf South Conference, and that, that was kind of that, – that's really something that I enjoy um, talking about because, again, I – I grew up going to those Jacksonville State, Troy State games and, um, you know, UNA, I, I, I lived in the, the Shoals area for a while. So very familiar with the Gulf South Conference and uh, just kind of kind of tell people a little bit about how important that history is to because you guys are kind of like the the, the SEC of D2. You've got Delta State, Valdosta State, just really strong uh, programs throughout the history of, of D2. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Chris. And we're, we're really proud of that history. And while the names have changed, the quality has not, right? We continue to be uh, a premier conference, uh, very influential competitive-wise. Uh, and it's just fun to watch. I mean, you've got Delta State, Mississippi College is back with us, which made some national news and, and runs the national championships as well. Uh, but you've got Valdosta, West Florida, which is the defending uh, Division II national champions. And they've been to two national championship games in four years of existence. It's amazing. And you can't do that in another conference. You do that in Gulf South because of the quality of competition and how you can't start a football program on a string budget in our league and not come in and get uh, – have some very difficult Saturdays. Uh, so they knew what level they had to commit scholarships and staffing wise. And they play in the minor league stadium down there. So they've got a wonderful recruiting tool. Um, so that I think they're a perfect example of what you're talking about. While the names are new, the history and tradition is still there. We've been to four straight football national championship games. We've won two, the last two. So the expectation, uh, if, if we don't make it to the national semifinals, it's, it's typically been a, a down year for the Gulf South. And, and I would think, Matt, that um, recruiting to Pensacola, Florida, isn't the hardest thing to do. Well, Coach Shinnick will tell you he's had some success down there, no doubt, no doubt. So I think they've got some built-in advantages uh, with their location for sure. And uh, uh, it's, it's, been, it's worked out for them really well so far. That's all I've got, guys. Marcus, if you've got anything else, you're welcome to. No, I'm just really, really pleased that we were able to get up with Matt because I know that even with everything that's going on, as, as you said, Matt, this is a third of five Zoom calls you've got today. So, so the, the work doesn't stop. But I appreciate you taking a little time to visit with us. And um, 
hopefully we can do it again in a, a little bit quicker than the time it took to get to this one. Hey, I'm always ready. I'm always willing. I've got a fair amount of knowledge. My wife says I'm a pretty bad sports fan because I don't watch as much as I used to because I get so much of it with the job. But uh, I, I can I can speak on some subjects. So if you need me back, don't be afraid to don't be afraid to call me up and we'll do it. And I wish you guys the best of luck here. Uh, I hope everything goes great with the podcast. And I know that uh, it's content people are, are really want to see and and you all have a great strategy for getting it out there. So good luck to both y'all. Well, I hope so, and um, the ability to re reintroduce you to the um, Columbia Murray County uh, community is um, really a, a, a special opportunity for us to have, so we appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. All right. Take care, guys. So that, was, so that was Matt Wilson, commissioner of the NCAA Division II Gulf South Conference and a 1994 Columbia Central graduate that we were able to spend a little time with and um, some really good stuff as, as expected. Absolutely. You know, it's so cool to get to the opportunity to, to talk to somebody at the level that, that we are. And, and we make no bones about, you know, <clears throat> the fact that we are simply a, a small town vehicle for, you know, specifically local sports and to be able to, to bring on someone of that stature and that level is pretty impressive um, and, and something that a lot of other folks probably would never uh, even attempt. So I think that's really cool. And kudos to well, you for being I, able to I make think, that happen. I think, the th I think the thing is, you know, as you said, we're local sports. But, again, Matt, Matt's a local guy. He's a, he's a um, Columbia native. His, um, his folks still live here in town. He, he hit me up. Um, couple of years ago when I did something on the um, Little League State Championship, said his dad was wanting to go out and wanted to know what the schedule was and that kind of thing. So he's still got a lot of ties to, to Columbia and Murray County. And and we need to not just be about the current athletes, but mm -hmm. um, and, and you, I think you as the viewer, as the listener, you're going to see some of that here in the, in the coming weeks and months. Um, we're not going to limit ourselves to what's going on right here, right now. We've got a lot of ties to um, some people who have gone on and done some things and want to kind of reintroduce them and, and, and kind of renew their ties to the area. So that'll be something to look forward to, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And again, uh, I know I mentioned it earlier, but the new branding, we've, we've had a lot of fun with that. It took a lot, it took a little time to get to where we are now, but I think, uh, we are finally making that transition to uh, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, sm-tnsports.com. And the new website, the website itself, looks really good. Uh, really excited about the way that it, it flows. Um, you're, you're able to see several news stories on the front page. So that, that's really cool. We've, we've done a really good job funneling visitors to the website. And uh, content this week will be pretty good i know we've got i've got a couple stories that i'm working on i know i saw maurice sent on an email this morning that we've got some things going on so if you're out there and you're and you're wanting to pay attention to murray county uh southern middle tennessee anywhere south of of probably spring hill the city of spring hill uh this is going to be your your one-stop shop i don't think there's any question that 
we can provide that for you. And we appreciate you guys who, who are listening and who are watching and who are reading. You guys are, are really making this something special. We're going to have some, some content uh, later this week as well. So kind of give our Facebook page a look, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. Um, going to have some Facebook Lives coming up during the afternoon hours over the next few days. So, and I think they will be of some interest to, again, some of our readers, our, our listeners, our viewers. So, so keep an eye out for those and, and follow us on that Facebook page again at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports or SM-TN Sports. And you can find that there. Yeah, you've got um, SM-TN Sports on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram now. So it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. So keep it tuned here. Um, keep our website on your bookmarks. We're going to be out the rest of the uh, the month is going to be a lot of fun. So we appreciate you guys reading, listening, and watching. If uh, if you have any tips, don't forget you can email us at uh, sports at sm-tn.com. We'll be happy to uh, to let that to, to to put those tips to good use as well. So we appreciate it. Once again, for Maurice Patton, I'm Chris Yao. We appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you next week.